plenty to talk about with you. And we'll start with the World Wide Web. Do oh, you remember the sound of this? Remember this in the old days? And it'll go on and on and on. You're shouting down to your mum or your other half would be on the phone. 30 years ago, Tim Berners-Lee, who was then working at CERN, a research lab on the French-Swiss border, sent his boss a document labelled Information Management, a proposal. The memo suggested a system with which physicists at the centre could share general information about accelerators and experiments. To me and you, that's the World Wide Web. I was looking around for ways in which the World Wide Web could be summed up. I read this from a website called Vox, and I think this does it perfectly, because it's not the internet, it's the World Wide Web. The internet already existed. The World Wide Web is a universally accepted way of accessing the internet. Look at it this way. If the internet is an invisible information superhighway, the web is a magic carpet that lets you travel along the highway, allowing you to comprehend everything you do and see along the way. So our question to you today, what has the internet ever done for you? How has it changed you? How has it changed your life? Perhaps you're a business that's completely and utterly based online, or maybe you found a long lost brother or sister. Maybe now you barely go outdoors because you're inside watching video streaming all the time or you feel more connected than ever because you can now speak to friends from across the globe. I think it's fair to say that either way, when the World Wide Web was proposed 30 years ago, nobody could have envisaged the impact it was going to have on our lives. Every single facet of our life. Not a, not a, not a day, not a probably hour goes by where most people aren't using the internet in some form or fashion, be it messaging, be it shopping, or be it using maps to get around. How has the internet changed your life? What has the internet ever done for you? Get in touch with the programme today, 81333, start that message with the word Leeds, 0800 389 3333, or it's at BBC Leeds on Twitter. How has it affected your life from those 30 long years ago? Imagine a world where every word ever written, every picture ever painted and every film ever shot could be viewed instantly in your home via an information superhighway. We now have a World Wide Web page on the internet so you can access the information yourself if you can get onto the World Wide Web. www.bbcnc.org.uk forward slash BBC TV forward slash Radio 1 forward slash P slash Tong. The internet is open for business for everyone, young and old. Has the time now come to censor the world's greatest explosion of free speech? Or would that destroy one of the main and one of the great innovations of the late 20th century, which has only just begun to be seen? I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. When you think then about the Is there life on Mars? <laughs> yes, it's just landed here. The actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment. The trouble with the web is that when it's busy, and it's very busy at this time of night, it can be very slow. But help is at hand. A new technology called broadband is going to mean super-fast connection. And in a few years' time, what's called the third generation will finally give you broadband quality on your mobile phone. Hey, yo, I'm tired of using 
So, is it inevitable that we're all going to be using Facebook in the near future? Elizabeth Sellers confesses to being a Facebook addict. Can you just tell us what it is, first of all? Facebook is basically a, um, a communication tool. I think it's a website where you can add friends, um, create a profile. Twitter is what they're calling a microblog service. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it basically asks you the question, what are you doing right now? And you answer in 140 characters or less. Users will be able to download films instantly in broadcast quality. No more buffering. And no more buffering. Imagine, well, it depends in which part of the country you live because it still happens. But it's incredible, isn't it, how it does touch. It get its, gets its little information superhighway tentacles into every part of our life, for good and bad. You know, we are now more aware of everything and anything that's happening in the world than we ever were, but at the same time we're exposed to more things than perhaps we never wanted to be. We can now learn a recipe within a second, or at the same time, we can be exposed to extremist information that perhaps we wouldn't have been subjected to. It's incredible to think how this has affected our lives, and I don't think anybody, Tim Berners-Lee or otherwise, could have ever foreseen or imagined just what a huge seminal impact that that invention would have on the rest of the world. But how has it affected your life? Just let us know on the programme to be. What has the internet ever done for you? How does it affect you? How do you use it? What do you do with it? 81333, start that message with the word leads, or it's 0800 389 Joining us on the programme is John Popham, who's a Huddersfield technology expert and, I dare say, a big fan of the internet. How are you, John? I'm fine, thanks, Johnny. Uh, tell me, when the, when, when the internet first came about 30 years ago, do you think that anybody could have foreseen the impact that it was about to have on the world? No, not at all. And even, I mean, you mentioned uh, Tim Berners-Lee sending a paper to his boss. His boss wrote on the paper, um, nice idea, but a bit vague. So <laughs> they didn't see it. I mean, and the thing was, I mean, Tim Berners-Lee was working at CERN, the, um, the, the big laboratory in uh, Switzerland at the time, but um, he did he did the World Wide Web in his spare time. It wasn't a, a main project from them originally. Um, it, it wasn't taken seriously. We now are probably in a world where there's no going back from the from the internet i think it's probably fair to say and, and and there are very few elements of our life that isn't affected by the internet i used a few examples earlier from learning how to cook to navigating our way around to the way in which we message each other the internet now is part of not just our culture but it's it's part of the fabric of everyday life mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's everywhere you go. And even if you think you're not using the internet, then most of the uh, services you use these days are underpinned by the internet in some way or other. Um, you know, even if you're listening to to this on a on an FM radio, then there's lots of internet involved in what goes into putting together a radio program. So it, it's, it's difficult to avoid, definitely, these days. Where do you think is next for the internet? Is it possible to try and second-guess things like this? Because as we say, nobody could have envisaged when it first happened what it would lead to. Is it easier now it's much more established to try and predict what is coming next? Um, not really. I, mean, I think if I could do that, I'd probably be in California somewhere exploiting it. Mm. Um, but you know, and, and as, as you've already said, 30 years ago, nobody could envisage where we are now. So I think it, it, it is really difficult. I mean, you can see, you can see a few trends like... Um, one of the things is we're moving away from the computers. I mean, we, we moved away from the computers that are big things that sit in the corner of a room with a keyboard to uh, these days uh, the computers sit in, your, uh, sit in your pocket and you tap away on their screens. Um, I think we're going to the point soon where you will just talk to computers or you will gesture to them or you will 
flicker your eyes at them and they will know what you want them to do. Um, so computers are getting smaller and the ways of interacting with them are getting more sort of human, uh, sort of more natural to a human being than tapping away at a keyboard. So you can definitely see those as trends. Um, and I think as well, you know, computers are now in, in everything. Um, we're, we're sort of getting into the, the Internet of Things now, where everything can be attached to the Internet and um, communicate with each other. Uh, so your fridge can, can order your new supplies when you're getting low, all these kind of things. And all that technology exists. It's just a question of whether people want to accept it into their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible to think about the, the power of the Internet, but probably most of it is still used just to watch cats doing stupid things on YouTube <laughs> and things like that. I mean, there is always that, that balance, isn't there, between fun and frivolity and the seriousness of it, the way in which we can, as we say, be exposed to very extreme things and people can be groomed uh, online and then you can, I don't know, watch, watch uh, your favourite comedian online uh, there is somehow and probably will forever be a way in which we wrestle with the balance of what the internet is there for well i think you're right i mean i i'm one of these people who who, who tries to put serious information out on the on the web whether it's on youtube or, or wherever else it is and, and i have to uh, i have to admit that the serious information i put out there um gets an, an awful lot less of attention than if I did some, you know, occasionally I do things like videoing a comedian and that kind of stuff, and that gets massive amounts of attention. So, you know, it, it's entertainment that people go to first uh, on the internet. Um, hopefully they absorb a little bit of serious information along the way as well. But certainly it's, um, you know, it's the things that people have always looked for, the sort of the entertainment, um, you know, the, sheer, the sharing of knowledge of how to do things, those kind of things. Those are the things that, that, that really take off in a big way. Mm. Uh, and apart apart from the videos of comedians, how would you say that the uh, the internet has changed your life, John? What has the internet ever done for you? Well, well, it changed my life. Um, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't grow up in an era of the internet, but um, and, and for a while I was quite sceptical about it. But then um, somebody showed me um, the potential and the fact that you know the information that you could get without having to go to libraries. Um, or subscribe to journals and things like this, and I thought, well, this is this is going to change everything. And, and from then on, I, I embraced it, and it, it sort of underpinned everything I do. And, I, and I've become an evangelist for the internet. Really, I'm, the work I do is very much about trying to evangelise the the benefits for people's lives of using the internet, and, and to try to help people who don't necessarily benefit from it in in, in all those ways now to to embrace it and uh, uh, you know, to use it for good. Because um, you know, you mentioned. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of publicity information out there about people who are using it for not necessarily good things. I think it can make our lives better, and, and that's, that's the side of the internet we need to, to embrace, really. Mm. Uh, John, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate that. That's OK. OK, take care. That's John Popham there, who's a technology expert based in Huddersfield. How's the internet changed your life? What has the internet 